Well, our moms think we're funny. It always pendulum swings in the opposite direction because the same shit happened with the comics, with the comics industry. Right. Because in the 50s, that that what's-his-fuck guy came out with the, the seduction of the innocent. Yeah. And he was like, we've got to shut down all the comics, we've got to get rid of all the horror comics, and everything folded except for Mad Magazine because they were technically a magazine. And what came up was all the underground comics from the 60s. And then you get the fabulous furry freak brothers. You get uh, you get Bob Crumb doing all of his freaky shit, telling stories about like sex fantasies with his aunt and shit like that. And then later you get Jim Valentino's book, Valentino. Yep, yep. <laughs> draft dodging. Now, I don't think he, I think he was draft dodging, but he was like, I don't want to go to war. <laughs> I mean, like, the comics industry was relatively tame. As far as content goes, before then, you might have had, like, Tarzan swinging around in his loincloth, and you might have had some, like, fairly violent stuff in the horror comics, but you didn't have just, like, full-bore, full-graphic, pornographic nudity outside of the Tijuana Bibles until they tried to crack down on the censorship. Oh, Mom, how can you read this? This is disgusting. <laughs> Ooh, baby, this is tops. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned the, the Tarzan thing, because I was watching an old Tarzan one. This was the years, years ago. It was uh, one of the black and white Johnny Weissmuller Tarzans, and he and Jane like jumped into the water, and they were swimming around. The camera was, doing, was in the water with them, and I kid you not, I don't remember which one it is, but there is a scene, I, I think it came a couple times, where she's naked swimming in the water, <laughs> and she does like a backflip or something, or a forward flip in the water, and there is a clear crotch shot. Nice. In a black and white movie, you know, it was like, well, but they could kind of like get away with it underwater. Yeah. Because I guess how, how everything was, you know, it's like, it's all huh. distorted. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow. I was like, I was, I was like, yeah, I saw more that I've heard than I saw Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, right. You had, you had, you Man. then opened the door and said, okay, you know, like now you got all these people that are coming up and saying, okay, I'm going to do this this way. Yeah. And just, People don't like being told what to do. People inherently want to be free and don't want authoritarian bullshit dictating their thoughts. That's just the way humans are wired. And that's, that's exactly what we saw with the Prohibition, too. You're going to outlaw booze? Well, congratulations. Now there is a thriving booze market in the underground. Mm -hmm. All it is is just it's not regulated now. And so now we're getting to that with our media and our entertainment as far as movies and films go. And it's it's so much more of a threat now with cancel culture because, oh, if you don't, <laughs> you know, if, if we don't like the people you cast for, then we're going to bring this movie to an end. And all you're going to do is eventually just make an underground market where you're going to have people put putting out shit way more offensive than South Park. Right. And, and it's, I mean, it's just, we're going to hit the point where it's like, I'm tired of being told that I can't make fun of gay people. <laughs> we're tired of being told that all race humor is off the table. And they just that's just the way people are wired. They're not going to keep putting up with it. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and it, one of the things that I've always I've always liked about comedy, other than it's funny, is when you talk to like comedians, like one of the things they say about comedians is like telling jokes is a way to it, it's the it's the the easy medicine mm -hmm. uh, to tell people what's going on in the world because I can tell it to you without being preachy in a humorous way, and it sticks with you and it makes you think. Without trying to force it down your throat, I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and I can tell you this funny story. I'm like, you know, that that's and and like I said, it's funny and it sticks with people. People remember it, and but then it also exposes some of this stuff. And that's how humor should be, whether it's in a cartoon or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 doesn't always have to tell a story, but you don't have to. You can 
say something that's a little racy. Yeah. And and it be okay. Yeah. You know, then and and be like, okay, this is okay. And I get that it's it's like when if I'm if I'm around like you and a couple other people, right? Now none of my none of my, my white friends will drop the N-word. They don't. You know, mm-hmm. even, even if they're quoting something, they could be singing a hardcore rap song. They may do it when I'm not around, but if they're doing it around me, like they're not going to. And the thing is, I know them. I know they're not racist. Right. You know, right. like we, we've, we, you know, we've like spent time together, like, you know, shared meals together and saying, like, I know they're not racist. Obviously, they wouldn't invite me over to their house or that kind of stuff <laughs> if they were, you know. So maybe they think there's hope for you. <laughs> Uh, he'll, he'll come around. <laughs> I actually have one friend, and uh, actually, I actually haven't talked to him in a while. He's a, a nice guy; I really like him. Um, but I just haven't talked to him in a while because you know, you know, COVID. Um, they, that's like that's the excuse. It's because I'm a damn introvert and I hide away from the world. And you know, <laughs> amen. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm like half a billion dollars away from being Michael Jackson, really. <laughs> but oh, we, are, we are an hour in. Do we want to keep going? Uh, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here. Just, just this. Okay. I mean, he, I don't mind doing a two parter of this. We're we're rolling here. But he told me his. He's like, yeah, my mom's kind of racist. And I'm really. I'm like, I kind of want to meet your mom. He's like, yeah, I don't think you do. I'm like, I'm just being curious, so like, because I was like, I would think that she and I could have like, we could kind of find some common ground. She'd be like, yeah, I don't like when when ninjas do this. But like, you know, I don't like when ninjas do that either. I'm like, like, I'm just gonna be honest here. Like, yeah, they like, there's probably some shit that that they do that that you don't like that I don't like either. Uh, and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, but you know, but he's not. And and the thing is, like, if and again, he wouldn't even say something like that. But if my, if one of my friends did drop the n word, even though when sometimes people say it, I I sometimes bristle a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I never take offense to it around my friends because I knew there's no malice right, with right. that. Um, but if it's someone I don't know. Yeah, I will. I will get a little like, like you know, like my like my skin will like will fucking Steppenwolf up. I mean, right. <laughs> like, and and I think when you when you when you're being humorous when a, in a movie and you're doing something that could be a little offensive to someone because of their their uh, race, you know, sexual orientation, gender, people don't know where you stand, mm-hmm. so it's hard for them to just accept it. Just based upon that joke, because they don't know if that's you subtly being, you know, like offensive and crude because that's who you are. Right. Or if it's just joke. I get that. But if kind of like us, if you set it up to say, like, we will just attack any and everybody, any any and every time, you know, and that the, the fact that we that we hate everyone <laughs> that you know this isn't personal it's not that like i just don't like you is i don't like anybody you know and, but but it's also it's like you can you can make a smart joke that makes fun of something and let it be what it is yeah, yeah. um so the uhf was on the other night i yeah. was watching it. um i love uhf and uh <laughs> and the the the, the uh, what was it um God, the, the the jokes now are so just—they're yeah. cheesy as hell. They, they are. They're, they're, <laughs> they're horrible. And I just have to—I have to say—and Michael Richards' whole thing with his like, oh, oh, and it jumps it all around. Like looking at him is like Kramer, and then looking at that, and then looking at him is like you know, you know, 
he's a ninja. He's a ninja. No, sorry. Yeah, you just got, I was going to put that out there. We're talking about Michael Richards. But, um, but when you look at him as Kramer, look at that. I'm like, they're not two separate characters, you know, both kind of little frenetic energy, but his UHF character is like really just, that's a really bizarre character. Like, yeah. like how did you come up with that? And people are like, yeah, because obviously he's really annoying. Like I could not watch a show with, with that. But there's the, uh, there's the, um, the uh, Gandhi 2. Yeah, Gandhi 2 is so good. <laughs> I mean, that's really, and then there's the part where he's in a restaurant eating steak and stuff. Like that's super offensive. <laughs> But the way you have it laid out is like we're we're not take we're not taking a jab at a particular culture. We're taking a jab at these action movies and like here's your next big action star. Yeah. You know, um and 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 we're taking we're just showing how ludicrous it is that how we could basically take Gandhi and turn him into a one man <laughs> army action hero with with all these tropes. That's I mean it that 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 joke is really bad, but but it's <laughs> it was really funny, <laughs> you know. But again, it's, it's it's all a matter of how you set it up, how you set the joke up, yeah, and and how you deliver it to be able to say whether or not we're just like this. Is what we're making fun of, we're not making fun of you. We're making fun of this, but we're doing it in this way, yeah. And if you don't know how to do that, then either maybe you're not a, you're not good at, at writing comedy, you're telling jokes, or maybe it's just not a good joke. You need to move on. Yeah, but two, and we talked a bit about this last night regarding the podcast itself, is that with with our culture being what it is, people just don't seem to get that it that you can make jokes like that. And it's like I I I don't think that it's on me to have to hold your hand and explain to you that I don't actually believe that uppercutting women in the jaw is okay. All the time. Like, I'm I'm not your dad here. Like, you should be smart enough to think, okay, he he doesn't really believe in hitting women because that's criminal. <laughs> like Except in certain occasions. I, I mean, unless they're really asking for it. Yeah. I just like they really just need to shut up. Yeah, like like if they like if they get like if they're like a woman gets in your face, she's like, You like to fuck baby heads, huh? You like to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you might you might need to just straight up and like knock this knock the fuck out of her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's understandable. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh shit. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine. But <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I got. I, I just got to reference that real quick, just, be, just for people know. <laughs> just so people don't think like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> We've we've quoted this before. We've referenced this thing before. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I was gonna say, yeah, that's a, it's a, a reference to the, the movie Way of the Gun. Um, <laughs> Slappy silly and fucky stupid. <laughs> yeah, you ready to do the man dance? Uh, <laughs> and, and and you don't have to watch the movie. First five minutes, you can find it on YouTube. That'll tell you everything you need to know. Was that Sarah Silverman? It was. And I was gonna say was. as if you actually needed a reason to punch Sarah Silverman in the face, right? <laughs> Just, 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 you know, just ask Jack Black what it's like to date her, and that'll just give you all you need to know. Uh, now, in the, you know, I don't miss Sarah Silverman. You know, I think she did a great job voicing uh, Vanellope von Schweetz. Yep, yep. And uh, her and her sister Laura um, do the voice of, uh, was it Ollie and, anyway, the twins on uh, Bob's Burgers. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Jimmy Pesto's kids. Um, and they do a great job voicing them. So, in. I, I, I mean, I don't find her. I don't find her stand-up stuff funny, but I don't really have anything against her. Right. Yes. Right. Unless, of course, she acted just like her character in Way of the Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, by the way, did I tell you that he actually punched her in the face? 
No. Yeah. <laughs> According to IMDb in the trivia, he actually did punch her in the face <laughs> and knocked her out. Holy shit. <laughs> it, was, it, was on, it was on accident, and he felt really bad about it. It's <laughs> kind of hilarious. And then uh, I heard that uh, that Jack Black later sent Ryan Phillippe a fruit basket and was like... <laughs> He's like, he's like, you asshole. And then he's like, good job. <laughs> oh, man. Now, now, if only we could get a role with that guy with uh, Amber Heard. <laughs> hey, punch her in the face. Like, you heard? <laughs> but, hey, hey, buddy, how'd you like to earn an extra crisp 200K on your paycheck? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, if someone can't take what we're saying and, and separate the humor from the realism then because i think we've done an equal i mean not equal but we've done enough podcasts where we're serious about a topic mm-hmm. and we talk about how important it is that we think that this is addressed and that sort of thing and then the ones where we just say some just balls out ludicrous shit right if, right you know it if you don't recognize that then i mean is is as much as i would hate to lose a subscriber you're not the subscriber for us right you know right. so if if you if you can't separate those two, then yeah yeah you you're just you're not you're not the you're not the person that we really want listening to us because you're you're lacking in some basic mental capacities right um uh, and it's also it should be pretty obvious that we're not completely thoughtless with our jokes sometimes we're impetuous yes. we, we may not think things through all the way every time <laughs> but we do actually analyze our shit and we do have these conversations of saying do you think we might have been a bridge too far with a b and c and we usually come to the consensus you know if it's, it's either all okay or none of it's okay Right. Because I'm not going to apologize for us pitching a movie about Hitler time traveling to Camp Crystal Lake. Right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> or, but if, or the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. Yeah. But yeah, but like if if whatever gay jokes we've made aren't okay, or if, or if talking about uppercutting bitches ain't okay, then we have to apologize for the School for Gifted Youngsters, and we have to apologize for Hitler in time. And I'm not doing that, because right. like... You should be smart enough to tell that we don't actually want to applaud the idea of Hitler doing time travel. <laughs> well, I mean, if it is, go- if it is going to go to Camp Crystal Lake and be killed by Jason, I am okay with that. But you know, like when we did our episode, the uh, the the best worst people we can be. Yeah, yeah. We're in the middle of recording now. We realize that we don't really want to to take this. As where we originally planned it, we originally planned on being like, "Oh, hey," and they were like, "Oh, you know what? That's a bridge too far." Yeah. And, and it, it was. And the thing is, it wasn't even something you and I came to consensually. We had a conversation about it. it was when we were doing it. Both of us had this realization that we don't want to put certain things out there, right? You know, right. and and we and we held back, and because of that, the the, the podcast isn't as good as it could be. It, it probably should have been scrapped. Um, <laughs> Because because we didn't we didn't really do the episode we wanted to, but we were like, you know what, we really can't. That's 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 going in a direction that we're not comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. So so we so yeah, we, we do we do hold back a lot and we do look back and be like, Okay, is this something that we want to do? Like was it when we were gonna do the podcast about um where we were gonna find uh something good to say about the worst people in history? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and 
And and then we and then we when we thought about it, it was like, you know what? That's after we pitched a couple of ideas, it was like it's probably not the best idea we've ever had. Right. <laughs> Would have been funny. Yes, but at the same time, we're also trying to find good things to say about some of the worst people in history. So, I mean, I can say, you know, I mean, I, I could, I could find something good to say about like, like Charles Manson. Be like, you know, well, on the plus side, at least we don't have any more Beach Boys albums. But you're like, right? I mean, you could say that, but at the same time, though, like, I, like, I know, no, I don't want, I don't want to give them credit for anything, even in a humorous way. Right. Even if it's just it's just like a bullshit thing like that because he had nothing to do with the Beach Boys at all. Um, but but all that to say, for all you folks out there who do get offended at our humor, just realize it could be worse. Oh yeah, God yeah. I mean, we we could be not holding back at all. So when we talk about us not having a filter, we actually do have a bit of a filter. It's like, and it's like you know, so yeah, it's uh, it was like, uh, and you don't want us exposing ourselves. <laughs> I, I need I, re, I need to relearn the the first part of that line because that's the only part I remember. Uh, and I just know that uh, um, like Tully says, um, like that would be exposing themselves. That you know, like that, that green thing that uh, that they gave to us. And it's like, <laughs> and then Pinkman's like, and you don't want us. And, but I, I always forget that I don't know the actual quote from the first part of it, just yeah. that second part. So it's it comes across really bad. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, all I say is that humor. And doesn't have to be, doesn't always have to be clean. And it doesn't really matter what the audience is. Your humor should be tailored to your audience. And it could be in something that is for children. And you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be South Park level. Right. It can still be just like what we saw. Because again, you, we've seen it. It's been proven. You set a bar. Now, why are you lowering that bar? Right. Like, why are you? I mean, we're not asking, we're trying to make anybody jump over the bar at all. So, so why are you trying to make it easier for them to do that when it's completely necessary? Nobody asked for it. Or the people that did ask for it, you should tell, like, yeah, you know, as like that you quoted, like, you know, last time we did, we did a podcast, like, <laughs> you know, so as uh, I recognize that the council's made a decision, but considering <laughs> it, it's a stupid ass decision, I decided to ignore it. <laughs> it's like, yes, I hear what, what you million moms are saying, but considering that, well, you're all fucking stupid, you know, <laughs> and that you're just fighting about trivial shit. I've decided to ignore it. It's like you, you are not our demographic. You're not our fan base, and you're not our primary means of income. So, yes, we will take what you say into consideration, but it will most likely be dismissed. <laughs> okay, considered. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I like I said, it makes me angry because I really liked the first Shrek movie mm-hmm. when it came out. It was it was. Uh, I don't want to call it groundbreaking, but in a sense, it was. It blew my mind as a kid because I didn't, I never saw that kind of adult humor. Right. And the animation was really good. The animation still holds up for its time. Yeah. And not like, not like Toy Story when you go back and it's like, it's still good, but you're like, ooh. Like. It's really plasticky. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really kind of, uh, it's really kind of creepy. What's that, what's that term? Um, oh, uh, Uncanny Valley. Yes. It's very yeah. Uncanny Valley. Oh, extremely. Andy looks creepy as fuck and Sid just is terrifying. So, so yeah, um, but yeah, Shrek was like it was like wow, and you you watch it again, and and I love the adult humor. Hell, I own this Shrek, the Shrek soundtrack because it has "Welcome to Duloc" song on there. <laughs> it's such a good song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like the level of detail in that animation is so crazy good. 
Like, you get to see, like, it zooms in, you see the pores on the character's skin. Mm-hmm. Like, Princess Fiona, when she's in her human form, has, like, little freckles here and there. It's, like, extremely detailed. It's so far ahead of its time. And uh, and, and the message in the story is good, too. Yeah, very. Uh, so, I, I mean, and the thing is, you if you're going to, if you're going to argue about that kind of stuff, how come you're not looking or saying something about the fact, or even maybe pointing out and saying, oh, hey, look, you know, there's there's a there's a heavy racist undertone in Shrek, where where it's leveled at fairy tale creatures, but even the idea of Farquaad going, oh, send the ogre because well he's just an ogre, right? You know, right. Um, like like that's and you, and no one seems to it's okay, you know. Like we'll toss around the R word quite a bit, the, the retard word. Yeah, we toss that around quite a bit, and. And if we say it, you know, in different ways or whatever, obviously we're never actually going to label or, or aim that as a person that is truly like, uh, I don't want to use disabled, but, uh, differently abled, differently abled, right. Um, I, I, that just sounds like, like you're, you're an artist. I can't draw. I mean, I'm like differently abled. I mean, <laughs> like really, but, but right. Someone that, that truly does have like, you know, uh, diminished mental capacity. Yeah. Right, which sounds bad too. There's really no ways. That's like, it's like trying to tell somebody in a really like really straightforward way without being insulting that you're smarter than them. There's right. no way you can say that. There's no nice way of saying right. that. Even if you're saying that, you know, they, you and I are, are on the same level, but I'm just like, just like one point ahead of you, like it still comes out as being insulting. There's no way you can actually say anything like, like, like you know, differently abled or anything that doesn't come out as being insulting. But you and I will, will, will toss the R word around a lot. But no one ever mentions the, the part in Shrek with the executioner who is, who's like when they're, when they're trying to decide like which one, he's like, three, sir, master, three. And he's holding up two fingers. Yeah, he's holding up two fingers. Yeah, Thelonious. Right. So it, no one points him out. I mean, that's. <laughs> Clearly funny. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and Ma- you, Mongo's a little differently able, right? <laughs> oh, pony! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he needs me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael Scott put it best. You you don't call retarded people retards because that would be terrible. You call your friends retards when they're being retarded. <laughs> like that, that's pretty much what we do here. <laughs> yeah, so. So it's like you you can't if you're it's like the episode of Simpsons when uh, when Marge was um, was arguing about the uh, what was it sexuality um, or I think it's itchy and scratchy she didn't like cause of the violence and then yeah, the yeah. parents wanted to get together and they're like because the statue of uh, Michael uh, I'm sorry uh, David Michelangelo statue of David yeah. is going to be there and they're like oh and she's like well that's art and it's like no I don't see art all I see is you know Gentile she's like well and they're like well what's the difference between that and this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, I know it when I see it. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, but I hate the fact that it says Shrek is ruined. And now they're talking about doing a Shrek reboot. And I don't think that you would necessarily need to do a Shrek reboot. I don't even know how you would do one. Uh, because those voices are kind of really ingrained in your head. Mm-hmm. And whenever you do something like that, you either go back and almost completely redo the original thing or you try to make it so different so people aren't comparing the two of them that it's not even like entertaining anymore yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't I don't recognize any of this and the reason I really want to see it how does she just take a shower and her hair's not wet at all that's a good question I mean like she's, as long she's as, not wet at all as long as her hair is like it's this ain't pulled back it's, sorry guys we're just we're watching 
we're watching Cyborg Cop on Comet while we're recording. And, and normally I wouldn't have said anything, but that just, I'm like, uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the Shrek reboot. Um, but 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 you're either going to like so change it to a point where I don't recognize anything. It, it has no appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Like the... Uh, like the the reimagined Powerpuff Girls, God, or Old Boy, so or even fucking awful, or even the live action Powerpuff Girls they're coming out with, which makes absolutely no fucking sense. At God, all. that looks awful. Um, I mean, the chicks playing the girls are good looking. Yeah, that, good looking women. But God, it's like it just looks like a cheap porn parody. It, it looks awful. And the thing is, I've oh. seen I've seen some good porn parodies. The the Marvel ones are. Good, the production value. And I just look at the costume like, wow, those costumes are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. I wish they were making the Marvel movies. <laughs> uh, they can make the DC movies. Uh, <laughs> um, but the, uh, the, the, you either, you, you wouldn't have to do that if you hadn't screwed up the franchise. Mm-hmm. Cause you could make, you could make the, you know, uh, cause you don't, you can stop the numbering. And yep. then just start doing something different and just give it, you know, like another, like, you know, like, uh, Shrek lives, Shrek takes Manhattan, you know, um, son of Shrek. Yeah. See, right. Son of Shrek. Right. And <laughs> that kind of thing. It, it, you could do that and you, I mean, and keep the franchise alive without having, without having to do like a full reboot if you yeah. hadn't have killed it. The only reboot I would really accept and just be able to say, okay, I'm at peace with this. It would have to be a one shot thing. You're not redoing an entire series here remake the first movie and no re- renewed dialogue here i just want the chris farley cut hmm okay that's all i want to see out of it reanimate it with his original character design with the red hair and a little bit more of a cartoony look and just release a cut with chris farley's dialogue but you'd have to get someone to fill in the rest of the the cuz i don't think they i don't think they've done the full dialogue recording yet right from what i understood he filmed Pretty much all of the actual dialogue. It was all the incidental stuff, like grunts and groans and mm. and like sound effects like that. Because it was Mike Myers that made him uh, Scottish mm-hmm. and yep. not Chris Farley. Before he was just a yeah. So I could see that. I mean, I mean, I think Zack Snyder's opened the door for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I I could totally get behind. I would pay good money to see Shrek the Farley cut, but. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want all this whole new shit where you're just retelling the story, and you know it's gonna like just look like shit. It's it's yeah. gonna they're they're all gonna look like minions. Ugh. I mean, I like I like the minions and, and but yeah, but right, it's that's that's taken on a life of its own that I'm like was unnecessary. And and I, I mentioned I said you know, now Snyder cuts open the door for that, but if we want to go back even further. Richard Donner opened the door for that. And I, and I don't mean he, like he really, I don't think he was that hands on in it, but you had the, the, the Richard Donner cut of Superman two, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, Superman one and two, because they had to make some changes to the one, um, to, to end it the way it did. Yeah. So that, so that the Saul kinds could do the second one, um, the way they wanted to. And so you had to, when you did the Donner, when you had to go back and restore the ending of the first one to, so anyway, but yeah, but um, okay. I'm sorry. Again, I just gotta say, if the fan is moving that slow, <laughs> like there's no breeze coming off. Like, why are you yeah. like that? That's moving no air. Like, I mean, that's that's like one of those things you do just to like just to prove you can. Like, like, like he's just he's, <laughs> he's he just wants to show that fan so much that he's in charge. Now it's moving faster. Wow. 
just picking up speed every shot. (laughs) (laughs) I just bleed that fan and they're working harder. (laughs) Corona Entertainment. Movies let's watch while you wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cyborg Cop. This movie looks like so bad. Anyway. uh, but Yeah, yeah, while we're at it, hey, comments, stop fucking censoring all of your movies. Yeah, I mean, they're comments, so. Yeah, they're a bunch of butthurt little pussies. Well, you know what makes me mad about Comet was that when I first started watching it, they used to always show movies like this. And then they're like, well, no, no we want to clean up our axon. We want to uh, show episodes of The Outer Limits and Sliders and Quantum Leap and Battlestar Galactica and Babylon 5. I'm like, yeah, but I want to go back to watching all the cheesy ass bad sci-fi movies yeah. that aren't available anywhere except for your like edited versions, you know, because... Well, because yeah, and so anyway, that's not has nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm really I'm really angry about the again. It's about the moms that that go out there and say, "Hey, we don't like that you guys did this." I'm like, yeah. you know what, bitch, get yourself a Spanish English dictionary, right? <laughs> um, because yeah, uh, and I think even that that's kind of like one of the differences I think between something like uh, Megamind and. Uh, and uh, Despicable Me. Both came out the same year. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are really funny. Um, I do like Megamind more. Me too. Uh, Despicable Me is great. And I would say Despicable Me soundtrack is really good. It's got yeah. all those Pharrell songs on there. Really good. I mean, Despicable Me is a good movie. It's got yeah. a lot of heart. It does. But it's not as good as Megamind. <laughs> um, but yeah, but Megamind, Megamind, I think, has even more heart. Uh, and in the, the, the I think the jokes are so much better. Uh, the character level, it, it, it has some, it has some, some like even like more mature. Like I don't think yeah. Despicable Me has any mature humor in it at all. I don't it, think so. It's been a long ass time since I've seen Despicable Me. But but Megamind does. Megamind has has some mature humor in it. Even like with uh, Jonah Hill's character um, in like all the comments and stuff that he makes and things and mm-hmm. and then it's uh, anyway just. That one, the humor is a lot sharper, and the jokes I think are more cleverly written. Yeah, yeah. And I like it has a lot, like a lot of um, a lot of uh, wordplay kind of. So this not maybe not not wordplay. Um, it's the the awkward humor in in it that um, that you don't normally see in in, in an animated film, mm-hmm. which I think is so well done. And I have to say that I think that uh, that Will Ferrell. It carried that in his voice so well, yeah, yeah, to make that work. Even with the way he mispronounces stuff, like when he's sitting there, he's like, "I feel so melancholy." <laughs> <laughs> and then when Hola. Uh, it's it's pronounced "hello, sir," "hello," <laughs> "hola." <laughs> when when they go into uh, oh crap, I can't. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the 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 superhero guy, Brad Pitt's character. It's something, man. Um, was he Millennium Man? Uh huh. No, it's um, it's Mega Mind, and he was uh, I forget because because it's um because it's MM because he says you know uh, now Music Man. It goes. I chose that because I can still keep the keep the initials. Yeah. But when they when they're in there and <laughs> and Mega Mind is like, look, it's like the uh, the KP were in our first battle, and then uh, and then he shows up and he comes running over there. And he's now wearing the cape. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like and it's like and he grabs his face. It's like speak, oh apparition! Is like he's not dead. 
Uh, and then Minion's so great, and he's like... Oh, Minion's awesome. Good luck on your date! I will! That doesn't make any sense! I know! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minion's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, but, again, it's, 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 that is a kid's cartoon. It's aimed at kids, but it's got sharp humor that doesn't... And I think this, the way I think it all really boils down to is it's not talking down to kids. Yeah. And I think the second, the third and fourth Shrek talk down to kids. Mm-hmm. And the the thing with something like Megamind or Shrek One is that it's allowed to be intelligent. Yes, it it's uh, Robin Williams talked about that on Mrs. Doubtfire. That that was a weird train track to jump. Okay, but he talks about that in Mrs. Doubtfire when he's talking to the head of the studio, and uh, the head of the studio is like, "Why why is our channel failing?" And he's like, "Because you're you're not talking to the kids like they're equals." Like if you want kids to actually reciprocate and enjoy children's entertainment, talk to them like you're talking to an equal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, but you're right. They they don't. They they talk down to them like. And so I now I've got to actually change my message here in closing and say to all the parents out there, like, why do you think so little of your kids that you think that one that some of this this humor that would require them to to think. Um, because it's, it's not just like a, like a quick dad joke just thrown in her face or some kind of like, like potty humor. Um, uh, like, like, I may talk about Despicable Me, but in, um, about, you know, not being as good as Megamind, but in Despicable Me, there's the scene he's like, he, with the, uh, the, the dark gun. And he's, he's like, I mean, it's like, like, what? He's like, oh, I said, I said dark gun, not, oh, he's like, oh, that <laughs> makes more sense now. And then one of my favorite lines, which I use on my mom all the time, which is where he goes, why, why are you so old? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a great joke. And it's, it's simple, but it's also kind of a, like, like it's just it doesn't it doesn't really require like a lot of thinking, but it's a funny line where he's like, yeah. you know, like why, like why why would you not why would you think that this is something I would need? You spent all this time making this, just like you made the boogie robots. And like why why would you think that this is something I would ask for and not even question it? Like, uh, so so why why parents do you think so little of your children that 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 these jokes are somehow are, are like way too highbrow for them or that you don't want your kids to think like, like do you, do you just not think that your kids are that smart or that they should be that smart? Or is it that maybe your kids are getting a little smarter than you and you don't, you no longer feel superior to them. <laughs> and so now you're like, no, I've got to hold them back. You know, then like, I, I don't know what it is, but you're doing a great disservice to your children. Absolutely. And it's showing in all these cartoons that are, that are pandering to them, you know, um, that are, that are just such of such low quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm only going to say this prime example of this is one that came out. I think it was on, I think it was on Nickelodeon. I don't think it was a Disney. I think it was Nickelodeon. It was one called Sanjay and Craig. Okay. Probably one of the, and I only saw part of an episode, probably one of the worst, most disgusting cartoons I have ever seen that was aimed at children that was not uh, uh, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> and it was so disgusting. And I, when I looked, I was like, how, wait, who wrote this? Who said it was okay to be put on the air? I'm like, you're going to give like Invader Zim shit, but you're going to let this be on the air mm-hmm. in like, in like midday? Like, yeah. I'm like, this is, this is horrible. 
Now, I didn't write a letter to them. I didn't <laughs> bully them on Facebook or Twitter. I just like, hey, you know what? I'm turning the channel. Yeah. And then if someone asked me about it, I'd say like, hey, this is horrible. It's like I'm doing it now, but and it's not only anymore. But I didn't say it was. They need to be. Well, obviously, I didn't think it should be on the air because I just I was like, this is just disgusting. Right. Um. Right. Uh, but I was just like, oh, it's like this is just bad. Just. Uh, but that was all I did. I was like, this is bad, and I voiced my displeasure and I moved on with my life because yeah. you know yeah. I had better things to do, like try to get laid. I mean. <laughs> No, it didn't work out either. I mean, it's it's just like let let your kids be exposed to good animation and good art and stuff. Like that that actually helps people develop and grow. Here mm-hmm. is like, I mean, shit. We we grew up with like some of the best Disney films of all time. We've yeah. talked about that a lot. Like, because we were we were we were lucky enough to be in that Disney Renaissance yep. where. You know, Disney has stopped making movies, making animated movies, and then we were right there when they decided we're going to start to make animated movies again. Yep. And um, and and, and they started, they started out kind of like, and I don't know the history of Disney, but they started out with the kind of direct to video. Well, I shouldn't say because like Brave Little Toaster. Yep. And stuff like that. And, God, I love that movie. <laughs> and then you know, and then they were like, now we're going to start putting things back in theaters. Yep. Yep. And I mean, we got Aladdin, which is gorgeously animated. Lion King was really well animated. Mm-hmm. Even something like the like there was it the Great Mouse Detective. Oh yeah, you know like what's a new fool? <laughs> so you got you got some good, but then you also had some good shows that were airing during that time too, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know did good Disney cartoons that were that worked well. But again, they didn't. They never talked down to them. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and and it was intelligent humor. I mean, this was, this was Robin Williams just going ham yeah. as the genie. And I mean, he he had some adult humor in there. Oh yeah, he, I mean, he was referencing Jack Nicholson and Rodney Dangerfield, all kinds of shit. And <laughs> and look at us, we turned out fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're perfectly normal. <laughs> we we don't spend like three hour podcast episodes talking about porn. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. no. <laughs> we could too. <laughs> so I'm a, and I'm a lonely how? guy. I'm a lonely guy with a lot of free time. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we were in, like, the last truly great artistic time period for, like, movies. Yeah. Maybe not so much TV shows. I think there were some good TV shows after, like, we were in the thick of it. But, you know, there was that last great era of 2D animation. And I know I've mentioned this a lot of times on the podcast, but you had, like, Prince of Egypt. God, I love Prince of Egypt. You had Iron Giant. Yes. Rodel Dorado. Yes. Titan AE. Yep. Uh... Shit, what are some others I'm, I'm I'm missing here that were from the same time period? Um, oh, man. Um, those, those were the big ones. Those were definitely the big ones. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll, I will go and check my video shelf. Uh-huh, because there we go. I do have a lot of these movies that you are referencing. Um, I don't have Rodale Rado, though. I, I, that came out on Blu-ray not so long ago. And I, I passed it by, and I was like, you know what? I should have... Um, I should have picked it up, and I probably still can. Yeah, um, El Dorado was a fantastic movie. Sinbad, that's what I was thinking. Uh, Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. Okay, yeah, Sinbad. Not, not great written, but beautifully animated. Yeah, and then, um, and I guess you can even put in there, during that time, you also had the uh, the ones like um, uh, Wallace and Gromit. And yep. Things like that that came out yep. in that time, too. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's claymation. That's still, like, working with your hands. Mm-hmm. And... Somewhere along the way, they just decided, oh, you know what? We'll do CG instead. And it's like, well, <laughs> fuck us all to hell, I guess. And, and we, you know, we're, we're aware that you know, movies like Prince of Egypt do have 
some uh, CG in them. Yeah. But they're not, they're not fully rendered like CG. I think they use CG mainly for scenes like the... Uh, like the bigger, the bigger group scenes, and uh, and of course, obviously the uh, the party the, of the uh, of the city. Yeah, yeah, and the plagues and stuff like that. And, and I mean, even the Iron Giant himself is partially CG. That's why he moves so smoothly. And Iron Giant, I mean, that's that's a show that does not mean it's it's one thing that it's not just that it doesn't play or talk down to kids, but it it shows kids as being you know. It's a movie made for kids to show this is how resourceful and smart you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and like like when uh, when Manly is sitting outside, he's like, "I'm gonna watch you," which is voiced by Shooter McGavin. Um, yep, yep. And he's like, "I'm gonna watch you," and then you know, like he he waits to the perfect time and sets everything up, and then you know, and then he, <laughs> and, and, he and, and like and the guy's like, "It's it's a smart kid movie. It's just like yeah. it's, it's like the smart kid movies that you had like you know growing up, like the Goonies and stuff like that. Yeah, smart yeah. kid movies." And the thing is, you don't talk down to them. And I think Spielberg and was it Abrams tried to bring that back with Super Eight. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people—I don't think people were having it. Yeah, yeah. They were like, you know, remember when we made kids movies for kids that were smart kid movies? Um, I'm sorry, move back to the mic now. But they were—they were smart kid movies where we treated kids as being not just being kids, but you know, not always making like the the best decisions, but doing them with the best of intentions and 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 being you know being good kids. And uh, and wanting to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and and thinking, you know, and trying to make the best decisions, you know. So like, think about all the movies you had in the in the eighties, which I know probably a lot of them you haven't seen. But think about movies like Explorers, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, like Fly the Navigator and stuff. Where these are kid movies where the kids are taking responsibility for their actions. Yeah, they're being responsible there, and they're they're exercising the the the. Uh, the mature side of themselves, you know, up to that point. Yeah. And, and I think that's awesome. And you take a movie, which I don't think, I, well, I'm pretty sure it didn't do very well um, in the box office, but it's one that I don't, you don't see nowadays. And I really actually need to go back and watch. I think it might be on Disney plus um, cloak and dagger. Yeah. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Yeah. We've talked about it. Um, the, the, the movie. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> for those of you that aren't aware Cloak and Dagger was a movie that I believe starred Henry Thomas from E.T. And E.T. is another smart kid movie, too. Yeah, yeah. E.T. is I mean, a great example of that. Because you have to think about in E.T. where the mother is completely unaware of what's going on until almost <laughs> the end. And they're doing everything. And they're the ones that come up with a plan. Like, it's like, that, that's, again, great. Uh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> He's, he's, he, looked, he looked a lot light, lot more light skin a minute ago than he does now. And I was like, wait. Isn't that that same fucker from Shinmu? It was like, no, man, I don't know anything about the car. Oh, you mean that car that always hit me? Yeah. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> like you buy a hot dog. Um. <laughs> but uh, Cloak and Dagger was about uh, Henry Thomas, and he, um, he ends up getting, I think it's a video game, but inside the video game embedded in is like a microchip that the spies want. And he doesn't know that he has it, but it was a spy, it was a thing played by Dabney Coleman, who is... Um, who is helping him, but it's, it's imaginary. <laughs> and it's this kind of like weird espionage thriller with this kid running away from spies that want this thing. And he's being helped by an imaginary spy who's all in his head. <laughs> like you could not get a movie like that nowadays. Hell no. Hell no. You know, us, and, and, and the thing is stuff like that, uh, you know, I think it challenged us as kids because it's like, wow, these, these guys are like adventurous and they're brave. They're not backing down. They're active. They're, they're trying to like make a difference in their lives. 
Yeah. That's that's what we grew up with, is realizing that, like, we don't want to be complacent. The only way to get somewhere different is to go somewhere different. Oh, and so I just, uh, for those that are watching, um, I just pulled it up, and uh, you can actually watch it uh, for free on Peacock. Hot damn. So you can watch Cloak and Dagger on Peacock. Yes, and it is Henry Thomas and Dabney Coleman. Uh, Have you seen Henry Thomas's audition for E.T.? I have not. Like, apparently he gets so legitimately upset during the audition that he starts, like, real crying, not acting crying. And they were so blown away with it that that's what landed him the role. Really? Yeah, because his face is all puckered up and tears are streaming down his face. And he's going, it's my alien. You can't take him away from me. He's mine. Have you have you seen the the scene where uh, or heard about what uh, Steven Spielberg did? I think it said to Drew Barrymore to make her cry. No, uh, okay, <laughs> it was in the Spielberg documentary, and Spiel and the thing, this whole thing was about. He was like, as much he loved kids, he was like he had to kind of someone mentioned something to him. He was like, uh, like yeah, um, gotta kind of change how you like how you approach kids is like because he was like approaching kids like it's kind of like little adults right and it's like yeah he, he can't quite do that <laughs> he, was, he was like but Kubrick said no 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 we'll, we'll, we'll just put it in a box and we'll tighten that up there <laughs> we, we don't we don't take uh, we don't take directing advice from from Kubrick <laughs> uh, no <laughs> but yeah I'll, I'll see if I can find that to show it to you it's okay. uh, it's interesting um, but, but yeah, it's, but again, we don't have movies where, where kids are treated like smart adults anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that go off on these, on these big adventures. And the thing is you back then where you had these kids were running around doing stuff like, like in the Goonies, mm-hmm. these kids are, there's no cell phones. No. You know, they, they. Even if they had left a note, their parents would have no idea where they went. They're trapped underground. They almost drowned. There was a yep, there was yep. a giant octopus and shit. You know, and then there was it the Fratellis and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there was a potential. There was a greater potential for them to get lost or killed than you would have nowadays in a movie. Hell yeah. And 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 you, but you you still don't have it. It's to not not that makes a big difference, but at least then it was so much more like dangerous yeah it was it was high stakes like you got really invested in it because it was such high stakes yeah i I think the closest thing that we've got to that is um it chapter one uh so the it remake not Mm -hmm. not the 90s movie as far as a modern movie goes that does a really good job of showing kids fending for themselves and actively trying to make a difference with things right but it's it's in the context of the grown-ups aren't like treating them right but it's from the perspective of the town is really fucked up and that's why right so like it's fair and understandable but like i mean that's that's really the closest thing we have but that's also not this thing full of wonder and there was a time period where there were a lot of like really good fantasy movies that were live action not animated that did that too like um, um uh uh like the let me not let me think it's the, um, oh, a series of unfortunate events no i was thinking i was thinking about the other one um uh crap it's the um spiderwick chronicles thank you spiderwick yep. yeah yeah there was that there was tale of despero which actually was animated there was uh uh percy jackson was there ever an artemis fowl movie before recently nope because uh, i know they were filming it when artemis, artemis fowl was popular of course there this was like the time of period of like the harry potter movies the narnia movies bridge of terabithia bridge of terabithia yeah 
Um, I think Inkheart came out around that time, yep. which I don't think Inkheart was a super great movie, but it was a kid in a fantasy setting. I remember watching Inkheart, and I think that was probably my first exposure to... Um, well, it had Brendan Fraser in it, but it was my first exposure to... Um, uh, what's the guy? Um, crap, I'm... I I feel so bad that I can't remember his name because I love his wife so much and and I I I'd take her from my own if I could. Um, uh, you don't need his name to do that. Vision, vision, yeah. Um, I can't I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on, that, yeah, on his I name. Know, I know the guy, but um, but yeah, that was like my first exposure to him because he was in Inkheart. <laughs> um, and I think he, but I, I remember watching that movie and it, I don't remember it being great, but it was it was enjoyable watch. It yeah, was like it, okay, it's not great, but it was enjoyable. It's interesting because like I read the book. The book is interesting as hell. But, uh, I mean, yeah, like, that that's, that was another great time period, not for animation, but for movies where, like, kids are capable. Yeah. Kids have to be capable of surviving. And, and you don't have that. And you, and I think, and I think because of it, uh, parents don't realize that their kids are capable of more than, than what they think they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not giving them the respect or the... The freedom to to really do that either. Yeah, yeah. Um, and granted, you know things are things are different nowadays, but things aren't so much different than they were before. Like the threat, the threats are seem bigger, but that's because because technology, the, the world is different, so it seems yeah. bigger. But that's what I was going to say: is things are different, but people aren't different. People are still capable of, of doing what they've always done, both in a good and bad capacity. Right. But, uh. Which has been total, like, suck shits. <laughs> <laughs> but man, yeah. I never watched uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, but I watched Line Woodson Wardrobe and Prince Caspian, and they don't, they don't hold shit back there. They're throwing these kids into the middle of a war. Mm. And see, I have not seen they, either one of them. Really? Uh, well, I watched the first one, and um, Lion Witch Wardrobe is pretty good. Yeah, and and I, I used to, I, I never, the other ones just didn't really. I don't know. I just didn't really have an interest in it. Prince Caspian has brilliant fight scenes. It is beautifully choreographed, and during the duel between Peter and King Miraz, it hits the point where they both basically just throw their swords down and just start punching the shit out of each other <laughs> and it is fucking badass i absolutely love it the problem i have with it is that they introduce romantic elements between the characters that are nowhere in the books and it pisses me right off oh so kind of like the hobbit yeah just just brings my piss straight to a boil because it's like there was nothing in there and if c.s lewis saw that he would drop kick you right out a window so so, so speaking of that just uh just kind of wrap things up here to kind of do our whole like you know 360 oh, this thing. is this is going to be a two parter <laughs> well we can in the two the second part uh, which is i read somewhere recently and i didn't look any further into it but that apparently um Roald Dahl did not like the uh the original adaptation of uh of uh, uh charlie and chocolate factory hmm. interesting and so well i mean you know because that bastard Grandpa Joe was in it, so and so, and this is just something I read, so I don't know how true it was, but uh, but because of that, he wrote another book and said that uh, schnozberries tasted like like penises. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is uh, that is the thing that happened is that he said several times that schnozberries were penises, <laughs> which, um, okay, so. <laughs> God, I'm trying to figure out how, how do I phrase this. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, let's see. 
Veruca. I think it's Veruca. Yeah. A schnozberry. Who ever heard of a schnozberry? Okay, so... Hmm. <laughs> because, because Wonka says the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> which it means that Wonka's sucked at least a dick. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now, hold on. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> yes, Granddad. To be fair, maybe the Oompa Loompas have sucked dick. But he says, he's like, taste them is like, you know, like the, like the, the blueberries taste like blueberries. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> that seems to me like a firsthand account. Like, I have tasted the wallpaper in, and I've tasted the, the schnozberry part of the wallpaper, and it tastes exactly like what a schnozberry tastes like. That should be fair, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> and I mean, nothing against him, man. I mean, I, I, they, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe, you know, Wonka was, was, I don't know, buy or pan or, you know. I mean, maybe. No. So, oh, I bet you, like, when Charlie inherited that place, you probably found a vault with nothing but, like, like midget porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you know Wonka had to have fucked an Oompa Loompa at least once. <laughs> oh, now I can only think of Adventures Fruity Land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, um, my name is Turk182. <laughs> <laughs> And I am a Comey. And uh, thank you for listening to another episode of our, our Mom's Sacred Funny. Parents, please stop talking down to your kids and treating them like shit, like they don't know things. And please stop ruining stuff for other people that we enjoy. Yeah, or I so. guarantee you, you will be the next Tipper Gore. This is a threat. Yes, it is a, it is a threat. Stop ruining things for your kids. Let them have fun. And if you get offended by it, go fuck yourself. That's right. You heard him. Just, just what he said. And um, I don't know if there's anything else I need to add to that. I think that's a perfect note to end on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, bye. Later. All right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.